Hello to my wonderful partners, God's wonderful people. I'm in a car right now with uh, dear Chad, who's holding the phone, and dear Marie, who's driving. You want to say hi, Marie, so they can hear you? Hi, everyone. Bless you, bless you. You want to say hi there, Chetty? Hello. Yeah. <laughs> He's speaking like an Englishman, by the way. Just, just, just be funny. I want to tell you about a dream I had, a prophetic dream a few days ago. And we're on, on our way right now uh, to minister and uh, minister the word of the Lord here in Houston, Texas. A lot of traffic. But the Lord gave me a, an amazing prophetic dream a few days ago. I saw myself being lifted from the earth. I was wearing a white robe and I went into space, literally raptured. And um, I came to a curtain. Uh, as I was in space, suddenly I looked and I saw this beautiful curtain. And it opened up and I walked in. And I went through a narrow way, a white narrow way, all white. And it was like a winding way. Uh, and it was quite long. As, as I came out of this narrow way, I saw this beautiful area in heaven. I looked and I saw the Lord. That was probably the greatest moment I think of my life when I walked up to him and gave him a hug. And he hugged me. Oh, I can still feel it. He noticed me as I came he was standing talking to some people in heaven who were all wearing white robes. And uh, I came over and he did, did, he did not say anything to me except just give me a hug. And then I looked and I saw the most beautiful mountain. I saw my wife Suzanne dancing joyfully up the mountain she was just dancing, just joyfully. And she looked much, much younger than she looks today. I saw Mrs. John Hagee also in the mountain, dancing just gloriously. And then I saw Pastor John Hagee, whom I've known for years. He was much younger than he is now, so was his wife. He was writing uh, something very scholarly. And then... Uh, I woke up. Now, there is a part of the dream I saw I cannot share that's very personal. But I've been thinking about it for days now. I really believe we are very, very close to the coming of the Lord. And uh, I think just what I saw, the last time I had a a dream like that, a prophetic dream, was in the 70s. When I saw myself swimming in a turbulent ocean, I saw the Lord on a boat. I'll never forget that. There was a 72, I think it was, somewhere there. I've never shared that, that dream. And he reached out to me and lifted me out of the waters, and put me in the boat, and I woke up. And that's just when I got saved. And, uh, you know, God speaks to us in dreams. 
not that often, but I think when these dreams come, we pay attention to them because they are not something that happens all the time. Spiritual dreams, prophetic dreams, uh, are uh, life-lasting. You know, you don't forget them. I mean, I still remember in details that dream I had in the 70s, and I've had some similar dreams back then about the coming of the Lord. But this one now that I just saw, I don't know how to say it because we can't say I feel or I sense or it's much deeper than that. But I really deeply sense, and again, this is not the right word, we are on the verge of the greatest happening in human history. The coming of the Lord is upon us. And I know we've all heard that. I know we've all heard that. But, but I, I, I think the Lord is speaking to many of us and through many of us to prepare us. And uh, I want to talk to you. And I, and I would like Marie even, and I'd like Chad to ask me some questions while in the car. But the event that just happened in, in Afghanistan, people may not realize, is extremely prophetic. Uh, here's why. The Ezekiel 38 war must happen before the rapture. And today we are seeing an alignment of Russia, of Iran, of Libya, and uh, Ethiopia. But that nation, Ethiopia, the ancient name was called Put, P-U-T, that includes also Sudan. And uh, Libya in those days included Tunisia uh, in ancient times. So when someone said Libya, it would include Algeria, Tunisia. It's very interesting that Morocco made peace with Israel, but Algeria today broke relations with Morocco. So we see the alignment coming together where the nation of Libya, Tunisia, Algeria are really siding with Iran just like the Bible says. So these are very exciting days, I think, for all of us as we see prophecy coming so beautifully together. And now the happening in Afghanistan is going to change again the map of the Arab world because radical Islam is going to rise in that part of the world, uh, bringing the Saudis closer to Israel bringing not only the Persian Gulf nations that are already aligned with Israel, but bringing the Egyptians, uh, besides the Moroccans, and other Arab nations could very well come into the fold of uh, what's happening with Israel. I would not be surprised, Marie and Chad, if Lebanon soon will make peace with Israel. You want to you wanna say something about that or you want to ask? Pardon? The map is changing. The, 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 the map is changing daily. Yeah. This this thing with Afghanistan that people maybe not thinking about is it could bring the downfall of Hezbollah and Hamas. Uh, Gaza, Hamas and Hezbollah in Lebanon. Because because once Egypt and Lebanon and others line up with Israel it could change the the uh, cooperations 
with uh, Iran, Hezbollah. Uh, you know, uh, Lebanon is, is on the verge of collapse right now economically. They're running out of water. They're running out of ele- you know, electricity, on and on. Uh, that nation is suffering greatly right now, economically suffering. Lebanon at one time was a Christian nation. And there are many wonderful people inside Lebanon. I have family in Lebanon, in fact, uh, still, and from my mom's side. But I can tell you, uh, it was the Paris of the Middle East at, at one time. And right now, God is, is rearranging that part of the world. There's a lot of uh, scriptures talking about Lebanon. Lebanon, in, in, in fact, the mountain of Lebanon in the Old Testament always implied Israel. So whenever God spoke of the restoration of Israel, he described it to the mountains of Lebanon, to the cities of Lebanon. So Lebanon was all, were always a part of the restoration God promised Israel. So it wouldn't be surpri- it would not surprise me if we see something happening uh, in a good way with with Lebanon and Israel soon. So get ready. I think we're we're about to see some amazing headlines in the news. Uh, I think number one, uh, we need to get ready for a dangerous rise of radicals uh, with ISIS and. The Taliban's now joining forces in uh, Afghanistan. And who knows what could happen as a result. But I'm speaking about the Bible now. I'm not talking about politics as much as people may think I'm being political. I'm not political at all. I'm I'm a a Bible uh, teacher. I'm a Bible student. I love the Word of God. And the Bible has nothing to do with politics. The Bible has got to do with God's plan for for the nations, especially for the church of Jesus, his son. And so we as God's people need to pay close attention right now to what's happening in that part of the world. So we, we already see peace with the UAE and Israel, Bahrain, Israel, Oman, Israel, soon with Oman, I should say, but Morocco, Israel, and even Sudan, uh, but parts of Sudan, because Sudan was divided, as you know, north and south, so parts of, of Sudan will probably line up with Iran still. But, um, do you, by the way, do you have a question, Chad? If you, if, if, if you do ask me, if not, I'd like to keep talking. Okay, so when will the rapture happen? <clears throat> you know, the question, of course, is, has crossed our minds no one really knows, no one really knows, because the Lord never gave us a timetable on that or a date. But he did say you'll know the signs. So what are we seeing today? Well, number one, while all this is happening, we're seeing the decline of the United States as a superpower. What happened in Afghanistan the tragedy of, of Afghanistan has weakened the United Nations as, as a superpower. Uh, nations are questioning what's going to happen to America now because this is way worse. Forgive me for being blunt. This is way worse than the departure of Vietnam, you know. I remember when the American 
troops were leaving and Americans were leaving Vietnam, I still remember the pictures on the top of that of that embassy with the helicopter uh, as they were escaping. And uh, America at that time was weakened so much. That's what caused the 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 '67 war uh, in the Middle East. Let me explain. Russia saw that America was weakening with Vietnam. It emboldened the Soviet Union at that time to lie to the Syrians that Israel is, is about to attack them. That was. Did you know that? Nope. Yeah. What what happened, Marie, is the Soviet Union said that America now is weak because of Vietnam. Let's do something to gain power and influence in the world. So they they actually started the '67 war with a lie. They called the Syrians, they called the Egyptians, and said Israel is mobilizing on the border, and it 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 wasn't happening. Sadat at the time, President Anwar Sadat, happened to be in Moscow, and the Soviets told him, they said, you better go quickly home and tell Abdel Nasser, at that time President of Egypt, that the Israelis are about to attack the Syrians. And Nasser had just uh, united, at that time the Arab Republic was united, which included Egypt and Syria at the time. They became kind of one nation. And so uh, Nasser had to respond. If the Israelis were, were attacking the, the Syrians, he had to do something about it. And he began broadcasting on radio. I still remember those days. I was 14-something years old. I remember that so, so clearly. Uh, spring of, of 1967, when the, when the news broke on radio, and Nasser was proclaiming the liberation of Palestine, at the time, uh, which is of course Israel, but they don't call it Israel, they didn't at that time anyways. And he stirred up the masses of the, of the, of the Arab world. And then he discovered that the Soviet report was a lie, but he, he, he could not st- stop the masses from uh, wanting war. So had he pulled back, they would have killed him. That's a fact, by, by the way. Uh, he met with the United Nations at the time when he pulled up the UN troops out of uh, out of Gaza, out of the border between Israel and Gaza at the time. And when the UN went to talk to him, he was scared and said to them, "He said, if I don't ha- go go through with this and have war, they, you know, I I would be I would be assassinated." So that's what started the '67 war because of American weakness. Isn't that amazing? Many people don't don't really know that. And it changed the map of the, of the Middle East then, and to this day, uh, the whole world is is affected by a lie. Back then, uh, from the Soviets, uh, wanting more influence. So now you 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 see another Vietnam fiasco, actually worse than Vietnam. And now uh, watch something to happen. Watch something to happen maybe through the Chinese, maybe through the Russians, maybe through others, to take advantage of the moment. Yeah. Which will weaken America even more. So something is going to happen on the world stage where 
Uh, it could be a war of some sort, like 67. I, 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 I doubt it myself. I think what they're going to do probably is some kind of in, an economic attack of some sort or some decision to weaken America further. Because America today, uh, still, still, nations see the United States as the policeman of the world. And they're, they're losing their position as the policeman of the world. That's why they left Afghanistan or leaving still. And the fiasco that we saw pictures of on the, uh, at the airport there in, in Kabul are shocking. So, uh, this is all coming together with that dream I had. And, and other people, I'm sure, and other p- uh, pastors are, are hearing from God. So I want to prepare you. I want to prepare you for the coming days. It's going to be most fascinating, I think, for us. Uh, very exciting as Christians. Uh, very frightening for the world. And and now, you know, all at the same time, and this is something no one seems to be talking about, is the changes in Greenland. The ice is melting is in Greenland on a very frightening scale that could change the weather on the planet. The Not only it's going to change the weather, it's going to change the currents in the oceans. You know what, what, what I mean by that, Chad? Because of the, the, water, the rise in the water? No, it's more, it's more than that. Marie, would you like to know about that? Yes. Okay. With the melting of the ice in the North Atlantic... It, it means that the waters are getting warmer, okay? With warming waters, it changes weather and the current because cool water moves in from the Atlantic sometimes. That's what keeps weather together, cool and hot water in the oceans. So with that melt that's happening very quickly, it is changing the temperature of the North Atlantic. And it it's really happening all, all, all over the world. But this is critical when you read about Greenland melting, basically. That is dangerous for the world uh, when it comes to weather, it comes to agriculture. Um, weather changes already are affecting many parts of the world. Do you know that, uh, that the Middle East is running out of water? The, the, the second thing, by the way, that erupted war in 67, besides that thing I just told you, was what the Syrians uh, wanted to, to do. They wanted to divert the water of the Galilee from going to Israel, which means that the land would actually have dried up. So, and that was a part of the whole plan. It was a part of the whole plan of the Soviets and the Syrians. So it's a long story, and I don't want to get into it for you because to some of it may be boring. But uh, these are uh, uh, politics, you know. Men deciding how to weaken other nations or nations deciding how to weaken other nations and so on. So now we are, we are seeing many, many things coming together very rapidly. We're, we're seeing weather changes. We're seeing the decline of America as a superpower. We're seeing the remapping of the Middle East, we're, we're seeing the rising of nations aligning with Israel, the rising of nations aligning with Iran. Things are moving very, very rapidly. And so, how long? 
Uh, let's see. I'd say before we see war, five years maybe, before we see Ezekiel's war. But Ezekiel's war can happen way quicker than that. Pardon? Can you talk about that? Well, I mean, you know, uh, the, the alignment today with Turkey, Russia, Iran, Iran's uh, plans for atomic weapons, uh, the inability of Europe to stop them, the uh, Biden administration wanting to appease them, uh, Bibi out of office, so the, a strong voice in Israel is gone which means Iran will probably get nuclear weapons. Bibi uh, Netanyahu uh, was slowing it down because he was strong enough to slow it down. Bennett, I don't think so. I, I, uh, time will tell. Time will tell how long Bennett is going to last as prime minister. I don't see the Israeli government lasting long. I don't see it lasting long because it's too diverse. It's uh, too, too many... Uh, parties in one in one government, and one disagreement will bring it down. The uh, ultra right, uh, one of the parties on the ultra right, just said that if they if uh, Lapid, who's the next, uh, it's like a rotating government in Israel. So now it's Bennett. Two in two years, they'll have Lapid in there as prime minister, and Lapid said that he will make peace with the Palestinians. He will go for a two-state solution. And one of the parties said, if he does, we're out of the government. Well, that means elections again. That means the, the collapse of the present government. So it's hanging by a thread, you know. So it's, it's, it's something to watch. So I would say the next few months are going to tell us which way Israel is going to go with their government and uh, what could happen with the Iran uh, matter and the United States and uh, which way Biden will go will he accelerate the talks will he even give them the money they're looking for and the, the uh, Iranians are looking now for money that they need to complete their program uh, Obama gave them a lot of it uh, Biden may and may not we need to pray that God will really lead him and guide him but today, it just, it looks very confusing, you know, out there, but it, it, it really isn't. Uh, am I still on? Is that okay? Um, so it may look confusing, but it really isn't if you put the Bible with it. It will be very confusing if you don't put the Bible with it. So what the Bible says is, war is coming between Russia, with Russia, Iran, parts of North Africa, and other nations that will align them, themselves with them, invading Israel. Because Israel today is what's stopping radical Islam from moving in that part of the world. So now with Afghanistan being lost to radicals, uh, and with the rise of what's going on in that part of the world with radicals, they, their plan would be to remove Israel completely out of the picture. And so it's going to lead to war. Uh, they will lose the war according to the Bible, of course. Uh, Ezekiel 38, very, very, very clear. And after that, uh, Israel will, will gain new prom prominence in the world without the help of the United States because the U.S. will not be able to stop the invasion uh, from the Iranian side against Israel.
that will be helped, as I said, by Russia and others, Turkey included. And so it will it will give uh, Israel the opportunity to build a temple. So much is going to happen. Much is going to happen in the next two three years. So imagine imagine what will happen when the Israelis can build their temple because of their strong hand. Once they win the war, who's going to stop them from building a temple? Nobody would be able to. Those forces would be totally weakened or removed uh, from from uh, from power. So, Afghanistan has uh, has triggered something new prophetically, very very strong. And with everything else I said, I hope I didn't confuse you, but I'm here to tell you, the coming of the of the Lord is very near and. I think every believer needs to get ready right now for the coming of, of the Lord. We need to be on our knees more than ever. We need, we, we need to be in, in the Word more than ever. We need to be in church more than ever. We need to support ministries more than ever because our time is almost over. And, uh, and the reason uh, we need to support ministries is because that, that guarantees our tomorrow financially. That guarantees our financial security because can you imagine what's going to happen to the world when that war hits economically I'm talking about what it, it could mean uh, starvation everywhere uh, oil no longer flowing like freely all that just think one thing could happen that could cripple the economies of the world no, no oil flowing no oil coming out of the Middle East because of a war that's it so there's a lot at stake, but God is in control, and I'm telling you right now, as a believer, nothing will affect you. Really, I'm being very, very blunt with you. Nothing, nothing, nada, as they say in Spanish, will touch or affect you or your children. I've not seen the righteous forsaken is a great promise, isn't it, you know? And it doesn't only deal with money, period. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. So God will protect us. But what we need to do is the right thing. We need, we need to get really close to the Lord. We need to make Jesus our life, if he isn't, uh, that you, you cleave and cling to him more than ever. Uh, get into his word more than ever. Read the Bible through from Genesis to Revelation. If you haven't, get to know God's mind. And yes, get to church. And if you have no church to go to, well, I'll tell you what, have people come to your home and have a beautiful time with saints in your home. Just ministering to the Lord together. Having communion regularly, I think, is also important in these days to strengthen your walk. And that's why I believe the Lord has um, given us this amazing divine opportunity to be with you daily. To strengthen you daily. You know, my prayer is to strengthen you. I just want to strengthen you. Really, I, I'm telling you my heart. I want to be there for you, spiritually, and to strengthen you. And so daily I'm coming to you. I've been coming since March of last year. All right. Anyways, I want to say goodbye, but let's pray. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for the coming days, the glorious, the glorious coming days, that we will be filled with joy, with joy. Lord, as we see these things, you said, look up, your redemption draws nigh. I give you the praise, I give you the honor, I give you the glory. Touch and bless your people, Lord, mightily today. 
meet every need, answer every prayer, meet every financial need in Jesus' holy name. And yes, Lord, keep them on top in every way. Amen. Okay, it's time to give to the Lord's work. And I'm asking you today to give. I really am. I'm asking you to give for his sake, for his sake. And expect a harvest. Really expect a harvest. And I'm going to ask you to give an amount to the Lord. I'm going to challenge you to give $100 if you can today. Just $100 to the Lord's work. We have a lot in front of us. You know, it's not often I, I ask you for amounts. And I'm not saying this is what God, you know, is telling me to ask you. This is just from me. This is a, a something from my heart. I want you to lift your faith. Because I know sometimes... Now listen, if you can't, I, I fully understand. But if you can, to give a hundred dollars to the Lord's work, I will use it for His glory. That's my promise to you. I will take it and use it for His glory. We're doing a lot still around the world, by the way. And, and the Lord is opening beautiful new doors for our ministry. And we're just about to launch uh, our own channel on Roku. So uh, let's, let's just do it for the Lord, okay? Let's do a 24 hours a day channel on Roku. So let's do it for His glory. So Lord, bless them. Magnify your name through them. Honor them, Lord, as they honor you. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay, we're at our location here. So I will see you soon. In fact, I'll see you tomorrow for a most beautiful, beautiful day today. Uh, tomorrow has been a beautiful day today too. So much to love. And you can show right now on the platform you're watching me on uh, to Benihin Ministries, for Benihin Ministries. Uh, or just go to Benihin.org. Or simply you can text BHM45777. All right. Shalom and much love. Bye-bye.